Hey, this is Brian Damage from Kicks, and you're listening to the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show. Welcome to the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show, episode number 57. I am your host, Joe Sebelia, and tonight my guest is someone I'm sure you know. Um, she is a model, comedian, actress, but you probably know her best from her appearance in Warren's Cherry Pie video, and that is Miss Bobby Jean Brown. Bobby and I have a great conversation about growing up in Louisiana, her move to Los Angeles, meeting Janie Lane for the first time, the cherry pie shoot, all of her video shoots with Great White and Hurricane, as well as her relationship with Tommy Lee of Motley Crue and fighting drug addiction. And did you know that Bobby is also doing stand-up comedy? Well, we talk about all this stuff and more on this episode. Now... If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please go follow us on Instagram. You can find us over there at R&R Coffee Show. And you can also find us on Facebook and now Twitter. Same thing, at R&R Coffee Show. Now, if you're really liking this podcast, please make sure you subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello. Hey, Bobby. It's Joe. How are you? I'm good. Wait, hold on. Let me see. Let me get this. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you. I got you. I had a, okay. was rushing to get this thing set up. I'm always, uh, I, I was just telling somebody else, you know, one of the other weeks that I've been rushing to get back with these baseball games. Oh yeah. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. 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 But, but I made it once again, I made it. So here we are. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> So where are you in Louisiana? Yes. How long have you been back there? Um, since COVID. Since COVID hit, I just came here to be with my family because I figured that's the most important thing. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I moved here and then it's kind of been it's been bittersweet, I'll have to say. Has it? Yeah. It's yeah. got to be hot there, right? It's hot. It's humid. I got a stalker and identity theft and. Yeah. <laughs> Super yeah. weird shit yeah. going down. Um, yeah, so it's been <laughs> it's been different. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk to you about that a little bit later, but um, yeah, I used to live in Florida, and it was very humid there. I remember. I'm in uh, South Carolina now, and actually, oh, it's not humid there. It is. It does get humid, but I'll tell you what. At that baseball game, I was freezing my ass off. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't say that about here. I just know that you know the weather is completely unpredictable at all times. Yeah, especially compared to California. It's beautiful weather out there. Yeah, yeah. But apparently um, the homelessness has taken over all the beauty there. Oh, <laughs> so man, I don't I know. Bet. Yeah. I used to live out in uh, Bakersfield. You familiar with that area? Uh, yeah, I am. I've, I've been there a couple times. Not much there. Yeah, no. Maybe some <laughs> meth labs. I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. But all right. So let's um I got my coffee. You got some coffee? You ready? Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> do you drink coffee? I do. Okay. I really do. Well, yeah, good. I'm a big coffee freak. So is my daughter. Well, there you go. Rock and roll and coffee. Nothing better, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about your history and, um, you, you grew up in Louisiana, so you kind of went full circle now, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, i never had planned on coming back so soon. I was going to come when my daughter got pregnant, but she's like 29. So yeah, I came back and, you know, I guess, I guess everything has its purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was it like growing up there? What do you remember about it? Um, it was chill. I mean, it was okay. It was, uh. You know, I had nothing else to compare it to. So, um, but, you know, I always really wanted to like get out, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I always felt like there was something else somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I graduated high school and I did that. Um, yeah. yeah. Did you, I, I, you know, did you travel before that or no, before you got out of Louisiana? Did I what? Like, have you been, did you go anywhere else when you were younger out of Louisiana? Did you travel? No. no. Like, did we travel or anything? Yeah. No, no. Not really. I mean, maybe t- by car. Mm-hmm. I was really little. And then uh, I went to like El Paso for the Miss Teen pageant. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were growing up, I mean, what was it that you wanted to do when you got older? Um, I, I wanted to model. Um, however, you know, it was kind of like I was always told that being pretty was what I did best in a way. So it was kind of, you know, it was like, okay, I guess I have to do that. Um. And also there's a lot of self-sabotage because, you know, getting paid off of what you look like is also an inner screw over, uh-huh. <laughs> like in your own mind. Like, can you cuss? Can I cuss on here? Or no? You can do whatever you want to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like, you know, it's kind of a, a mind fuck in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard, you know, it's hard. It's, uh, you move somewhere and it's c- completely competitive. Everybody's there mm-hmm. trying to, you know, make it or whatever. And, um, you know, I guess I just, you know, never wanted to part that bad or I was too, it was like a scary existence to move there, you know, not have family or mm-hmm. friends and everybody trying to, you know, fuck your man or your job. Whatever. Right, right. Yeah. So. Well, what, um, you got yeah. start, You got started in Star Search, correct? Was that kind well, of like your big it was thing? Miss Teen Louisiana and then so that was um, first. I did audition for Star Search, I believe within the first year I was there maybe. Okay. Yeah, first year probably, yeah, or second year at least by the second year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. then, and then, how did did you get on the first time you auditioned? I did. Okay. Yeah. And then is that when you went on your run? Because you you won like what was it thirteen in a row or thirteen yeah. times or something yeah. like that? Yeah, it was thirteen. Um, more than anybody in any category, but then lost the hundred grand. Um, yeah. But- what happened with that? Um, the girl, apparently like there was some judge bribing going on, um, that I found out about later. And then my agent was all, do you want to, you know, pursue this? And I didn't want to seem like a sore loser. So I just kind of let it be, but it was pretty shocking. Um, but yeah, I just kind of let it go because all the reruns, I got a bunch of work from it anyway, but the hundred grand would have been nice for sure. Yeah. 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 So who did you lose to? Um, Exactly. <laughs> right. Was I, Debbie James. Debbie James. Okay, that's right. That's right. I knew that, yeah. I think. But yeah. Didn't she Where, didn't, no, I don't know. But didn't yeah. she get married to uh I have no idea, honestly. Like I, I've never even never even looked it up. 
I'm going to have to, re- I think she got married to Bob Eubanks. Seriously? I think. Wow. I think he <sighs> married a Debbie James and I'm pretty sure it was that one. I don't know. I could be wrong. I've been Bobby wrong before. Where, why does that sound familiar? Was that like. Didn't B- Bob Eubanks, wasn't he somehow related to like uh, Price is Right stuff? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, shit. Gonna have to check that out. Maybe she did well. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) So, I mean, that must have pissed you off, though. Um, it was, it, it was, like, shocking because, um, Ed started to say my name and then looked down at the paper because I guess he assumed I was going to win, too, or whatever, and looked down and changed it. So I was like, uh, did you mess up or, you know, and then it was all her. And so I kind of was upset at first. And then I was just like, whatever. Okay, it is what it is. But I didn't want to, like, make a scene. Yeah. <coughs> I didn't want to seem... <coughs> Sorry, I'm choking on oh, my you're, coffee. You okay? Like, I yeah. loser, you know? Your coffee. Even though I could have been, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after Star, <coughs> Star Search, is that when you went out to California? Um, no, I, I moved to California when I graduated high school. Okay, I'm trying to keep these timelines together here. So how old were you in Star Search? Um, so it was 90, 1990. Uh-huh, okay. So, and then that's when I shot the Trey Pie video was the end of 90, like October 90. Okay. Yeah. Now, you were living in California when you did the Cherry Pie video. Yeah, so I graduated in 87. Uh-huh. I believe I moved out there in 88. Eight or eighty nine, and then, like I said, within two years, I did Star Search. So that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so you were out there when you did Star Search. Oh yeah. Oh okay, oh, yeah. that's where I'm messed up. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was already out there. I get it now. Okay. Yeah. And then that's where Janie saw me, was on that show, and that's how I got the audition for Cherry Pie. Right. Yeah. Right. So now your first, when you first moved out there, what was your first gig that you got? The very first gig that I got was the hurricane video. I'm on to you. Right. <laughs> you know, that video, I was just watching that video not too long ago. And I was laughing because you were like with, with that guy that was, it was, tell me about that video. There was a guy and he, I saw him taking you out of a car and you guys were arguing. Right. So then, I guess essentially the story. So there was a scene where the guy who's like supposed to be the manager or, you know, the entertainment dude or whatever right. is like a secret low-key pimp or something. Um, and they told the guy to, like, grab my butt. So when he does that, I, I didn't know that was coming. So I just looked at him like, what the fuck? You know, and, like, walked away. But that's what they wanted. And that's why they, you know, told him to do it and me not, uh, not knowing about it. But that was, like, you can see at the end of that video um, – so I, I got in a fist fight and some, a girl kicked me in the face and I had like a bump on my nose at the end of that video. You'll see me turn to the side and you'll see that's pre-nose job and and pre-boob job too. Like no okay. boobs. Uh-huh. So I was like fresh. That was a fresh. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fresh me. Yeah. <laughs> a fresh Bobby. Now, yeah. I, I was laughing at that video because, well, you know, a lot of those videos when you watch them now, they're kind of funny. But yeah. Uh, you were arguing with that guy in the alleyway and then you walked back to your car, but there happened to be a band playing in the alleyway. Right. Right. <laughs> and then they suddenly were like, Hey girl. And I had suddenly had this really cute hat on. 
Yeah. yeah. That was funny. Yeah, no, yeah, none of it makes sense. But um yeah, that was the first job and I'm trying to think and, and then the, you know, things happened after that. Like I was getting a lot of work. I never had to get a part time job, which was really lucky for me. But um so, you know So you got work the whole time you were out there? I got more yeah, I didn't always do the work because I was so lazy and entitled, but were you? Um uh, for, no, for no good reason. Um but yeah, I I was off constantly offered work and you know, put in situations that you're like, is this you know, is this what I wanna do? Or I mean, for somebody to have that job it was great money, but like I'm super impatient. I don't bend to people's will. I'm not an exhibitionist. I'm not um I'm not like gonna fuck somebody for the part. Like right. I had like so many rules for my own self, even though I still couldn't navigate it yeah. by by myself without being on drugs. Kind of, um, it's a lot to deal with. Like some people, are like I what bet. would you tell your daughter if she wanted to do the same thing? I'd be like, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that thing. Like I don't recommend it at all. Did, Especially for young girls by themselves. You know. Did your your what did your parents uh, think of you going out there by yourself? Um, well, that was my mom's like a stage mom. So that was like awesome for her. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I guess it was cool for them. Yeah. Okay. In a way, you know. So a pretty girl going out to Los Angeles by herself. I mean, you yeah. had to get a lot of shady people coming on to you, right? Yeah. In, and in the, the industry. that I moved out became like an asshole. Like he became jealous. He wanted to make it. He moved out there with me and he wanted to be a musician and he became like super jealous and like, did you fuck that photographer? That kind of thing. Mm. And uh, burned all my photos, cleaned out my bank account, like did oh, all geez. this stuff, beat me up. Like, and um, yeah, he finally goes home. And then my uncle, like even that score and he got back here. So oh, for me, yeah, it was, Good it was job, like, uncle. So drama, like so crazy, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So then, um, you went on after the hurricane video, you had jobs here and there, correct? That's what oh, you're yeah. saying. And then, yeah. then jobs, you... commercials, stuff like that, catalog work. And then how, how did you hook up with Great White? Um, through my agent. So I had a really good agent and they always, you know, booked me through my agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was that because you were on their cover of their album, yeah. right? Yeah, the times was it times two or twice twice shy two. or something like that. Yeah, twice shy. Something about two. <laughs> something yeah, two. Twice shy. Yes. Um, I did like two of their videos, and I was on the their album cover. I think it was the second cover. Yeah. That they. Released. Yeah. Yeah, and the videos you did were um, once bitten, twice shy, and uh, um, house of broken love. Okay. How come you didn't do the save your love video? What do you mean? From them? Yeah, yeah. Since you did the uh, other two. Save your love. Um, I don't know, because they didn't ask. <laughs> That's a I good reason, you. I guess. I was just curious, because you did those two, and then there was that. I think that was off the same album. Might not have been. I don't know. No. Honestly, like, again, like I never really followed rock music, because I wasn't really that into rock music, believe it or not. Really? <clears throat> yeah. I was like, um, I mean, I followed Motley Crue when I was younger in high school, but like, they were like the first rock music I kind of listened to, and it was kind of because everybody else was. But I was um, more into dance and pop and, you know, okay. R&B and stuff like that. But it's yeah. weird that I'm dating rockers or always got rock 
parts. Rock yeah, roll. yeah, yeah, you're kind of associated with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I didn't even know who Warrant was until I showed up on the set and somebody said something about their number one song that they had had. Maybe it was Heaven. Um, before that, and I was like, uh-huh. "Oh my god, you guys sing that song!" And they were like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> please." Like you know, like okay, good one. I was like, "No, I really didn't know." Yeah. Um, so yeah. So tell me about that. So um, hooking up with Warren and the Cherry By video. How did that all pan out? I mean, what? How did it come together? Um, Janie saw me on Star Search, and they called my agency to have a meeting, and then I didn't go because I was hungover or something. And uh, then they called back and said, like, they called and said, you didn't show up. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Because, you know, most companies just like, whoever comes, great. You get the job or not. But they don't ever call and go, so-and-so didn't show up. Yeah. So I was kind of, like, in trouble. And I had to go meet them the next day. And that was the final offer. And I walked into the restaurant where they were. He was. Janie was with his um, manager. And they were like, okay, you have, you got the job. Oh, there's a mosquito. That's another thing about Louisiana, the freaking mosquitoes. They'll get you. Watch out for those things. Oh, my gosh. They love me. And it's like I can't even have the door open for two seconds. So annoying. (laughs) Well, make sure you get them before you go to bed because that's the worst when they're buzzing your ear. Honestly, though, that one's like around my screen right now. Yeah. (laughs) Just hoping to get a taste of my sweet (laughs) blood. He's waiting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So you – so you – Missed the first one. You were out partying or something? What? You said you were hungover? I mean, if I'm being honest, yeah, probably. Yeah. You were a party girl? I was. um, But not like because I loved it. I was just a a boyfriend kind of introduced me to it, to Coke and all that stuff. And it was so prevalent with my agency to be like, you know, you have to lose five pounds by the weekend. You have a bathing suit job. And so it was very easily gotten and distributed. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah. And then you kind of like that effect, like, oh, I can eat like a pig and then lose, you know, 10 pounds by Friday. This is cool. Is that encouraged Um, by the agency sometimes? It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. Like, I probably did more drugs with my agent than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because he's got to keep you looking that way to get these jobs, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. And and funny thing, he died like uh, was it two years ago, and his wife called me and said he, you, and two other girls were the only girls he just absolutely loved. And I spoke at his funeral and everything. Oh, that's was, nice. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. Like I didn't know it's been like forty years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you missed the first one. You walked in. You met him at the restaurant, or yeah. And then yeah. Um, what and happened? They said I got the part. As soon as you walked okay. in. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I walked in, I introduced myself, I sat down, I took a fry off of Janie's plate, which he hated, I found out later. Um, and <laughs> he yeah, didn't like, like to share, huh? You got it. I was like, okay. <laughs> was the whole band there? Nope, just Janie and the manager. Okay. And then, um, so when you went in to do that shoot, was it planned out? Like, did they give you a storyboard of what was going to happen? Or did they just send you in there and turn the song on and let you go? No, they, they kind of like, um, I think they had like a day before where they were trying to like get me to try on that red wig that was on the cover. And I was like, I'm not wearing that. Uh-huh. Um, and they showed me the storyboard and I was like, I'm not doing that. I won't <laughs> do that. Like there was way more like misogynist type <laughs> situations <laughs> that probably would have been banned as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That they wanted me to do. And I was like, I'm not, do- I'm not doing that. Like I butted heads with the, um, 
director the whole weekend. Oh, no. Yeah, he annoyed the crap out of me. He actually showed up <laughs> at my book signing last year and was like, hi, do you remember me? And I was like, no. He was like, I directed you in the Trey Pipe video. And I was like, I hated you. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're that so, asshole. So weird. Yeah. It was so weird. I would have never picked him out of a crowd. But I did say that at my book signing. I was like, oh, my God, I hated you. He's like, but you signed this? I was like, yeah. That's funny. And I did. I did not like him. He was so annoying. Oh. But I got paid a lot for like rock videos back then. No, that was like the least pay, and they paid me well. And as they should have, it was a very um, long and exhausting, like you know, shoot. It looks and they like it was to fun. Do a lot of stuff that I didn't want to do. So it was a lot of budding head, but yeah. you know, James was cool. The band was cool. It looked like you. I mean, at least you guys portrayed you were having a great time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think there's like a scene you can tell where I'm so pissed. It's like I'm standing on the lips, like the lips couch, uh-huh. and my face looks like dead and energy, no, just like so annoyed. I know that I was pissed there because, you know, it was obvious, but he just thought it was a sexy bitch face. It wasn't. I was pissed. <laughs> you could tell. <laughs> you must have been sick of that song by the end of that weekend, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a bad song. It just definitely sticks with you. And I think that was the whole point of why they wanted him to write that song. Yeah. Uh, but, but doing videos, they play it and play it and play it, right? Yeah. 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 So. So, and that song, do you think, all right, let me ask you this. Do you think that you made that song or that song made you? Both. Yeah. I think that I helped with the song and I think that that song helped me. I mean, it's why we're talking right now, you know, in a way Mm -hmm. it's what makes me relevant. And although that didn't really, it wasn't what Janie wanted kind of to make him, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. he didn't want to be known as the cherry pie guy, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, it was worth it. And, you know, he was so generous giving people percentages of, um, the writing credits. So, you know, Mm -hmm. weren't still gets to have a paycheck to this day. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that song pretty much kept them on the map. Yeah, I know. So. Um, uh, did it, it, I'm sure it opened a lot of doors for you after that too, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh my God. Totally. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a time where I was like, oh, I'm so sick of it. But how stupid was that? Like, you know, you, as you get older, you realize what, you know, what's important, what's petty, what's stupid, what's, you know, makes sense. Live and learn. Right. So, I mean, at that time, you were the hottest thing out in L.A., from what I, I mean, remember. You, I get. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially in, in the rock world. It was yeah. it was you and Tawny Katane, I think, that were pretty up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you let your ego get out of whack? Or, I mean, how did you take No, that? I mean, it's always nice, mm-hmm. unless somebody's delivery was completely... Uh, unacceptable and then i could go from like zero to dick in two seconds yeah yeah but but yeah i never let it really i mean i guess i could look back on some stories and people would think that but it was just really up up front always Uh uh-huh i was ever weird or you know bitchy it was just a front or i hadn't slept in a few days who knows yeah that'll do it yeah for sure (laughs) Like third day, you're like bawling, crying, or yelling, or yeah, both. Yeah. You don't know why. Yeah. And be like, yeah. what the fuck's wrong with this girl? Yeah, everything's so emotional and dramatic. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That- so, so you met Janie at the first time during this mm-hmm. whole interaction. 
And was yeah. it was it love at first sight or no? Um, for him, he says it was, but not for me. I was dating someone at the time. Um, and yeah, so it took a while for, you know, for me to come around on that front. Mm -hmm. And then that guy screwed me over. And then I reached out to Kathy, who was married to Joey, who I'm going to see tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. She lived by you? I told her that, you know, what had happened. And then Janie called me like within five minutes. Hmm. Okay. Were you married to, or not married to, but were you dating uh, one of the Nelsons, Matthew? I was. At that time, right? Huh? Yeah, at, during, yeah. That's who you I were was. dating at that time, right? Yeah, and he couldn't, yeah, he couldn't stand it. Like, he could not stand the gravity of how the song was taking off, or the video. Because, mm -hmm. you know, they were in competition, I guess, that time. And everything was like, did you fuck him? Like, oh, God. Yeah. You know? So... That all ended really badly. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. And then how soon did you guys get married after you met you and Janie? Um, let's see. So that came out in October. We were married the following July, July 27th. Yeah. So not long. So, yeah. No, not long at all. Yeah. He proposed right away. Then I got pregnant and mm. had to move the date up. Um, but yeah, we got, we did, we did it all pretty fast, which, mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't recommend anyone doing, but at sure. that age I was going to tell a 21 year old that, you know, they know what's up. Like, cause you know, everything when you're that age, you're like, Oh, don't tell me what to do. Right. You know, we've all been was, there, I think. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. <clears throat> um, yeah. So you did the video shoots and then you did some TV. Did this, mm -hmm. all, did this all come after the cherry pie video or did you do oh, some? Yeah. yeah okay. Every yeah, everything came after that. Okay. And you worked on a couple episodes of Married with Children? Yeah, did three episodes of Married. How was that? Was that a fun time? Yeah, it was. I had just had my daughter and I was like in great shape and um, just working right away. And it was good. And then for them to bring me back, which which was awesome. Yeah. For the, for the um, it was like a twofer. It was called, um, what was it called? It's like the grocery store episode, and mm -hmm. I was in like, like a two-part, and uh, I think my name was Nibbles or something. Nibbles. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Ed and the son kept throwing shit on the ground for me to bend over and pick up, kind of. <clears throat> how, yeah. how many takes did you do on that? Um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't a good actress, so I remember I had like one line of like three words or something, and I said the line so many times that it came to a point where nothing sounded natural. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because you're like three words over and over in every way, and then you're like, how do I even say this natural anymore? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was bizarre, but it didn't take that many takes. Uh, I tried to be as natural as possible, but I was. I admit I'm not a good actress. So um, You don't think yeah, so? Bad. Has, has Do it, you don't think you're a good actress? Um, not really. No? <laughs> So no. would you take on any big acting roles? Would you attempt no. it? Like I was offered a lot of big acting roles and I was scared to death. Like I couldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I didn't like it. I don't like making myself cry or think about like, I don't, I can't get into the method thing. Like if you wanted to hire me for comedy, that's fine. Yeah. Cause that's easy for me. Um, I remember I did like, um, what was that TV show that Stacy Keach revisited 
as a it's like a, a crime show that Stacy Keach did. I can't even remember, but I they I hired know. me for this part that I play a killer. And at the end, um, he shoots me and I die. And it's like the funniest dying scene <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. Like, so embarrassing, but like hilarious. And I was like, oh my God, so bad. Um, I remember they hired me for that. I was like, I can't even believe I'm, I got this part. Like, I'm a psycho killer. <laughs> you were that, pretty intimidating. Now, AC Keach, and then he kills me. And my dying is like ridiculous. And I can't even, can't even watch it. Oh, geez. Um, is that out online anywhere? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's old it's from a long time ago. Okay. Um, what is the name? I think if you looked up my IMBD or IMDB something, it's on there. All right. I'm going to look for that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I did a couple of movies and a couple of like roles, but I'm like, God, that's it's hard to watch. First of all, I was so drugged out. I'm so skinny. Yeah. And, um, and like I said, I'm just not a really a good, you know, if they're like, make out with that guy, I'm like, no. I think you, it was just difficult, you know, I was like, no, I'm not doing anything I don't want to do. Yeah. Dumb. Just, it's like, if you're in it, do it. If you're not, then why are you in this career anyway? Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 But, um, so were, have there been any big acting parts that you turned down that you can say? Yeah. Um, like Robert De Niro called Tommy to ask him to let me audition for the part that Sharon Stone won the Oscar for, uh, it was a casino. Really? Casino. Yep. So that part that Sharon played? Yep. And wow. uh, Bob De Niro called Tommy to talk to him about letting me audition. And he was like, no. Nope. So. Huh. Yeah, lots of shit like that. Yeah. Do you ever look back and... and wish you would have went for it yeah of course yeah. like i just don't know that i was capable at the time and and you know my relationships kind of took over everything and i let them mm-hmm. which is something i don't recommend people doing um yeah i just you know everything came really fast really easy um i was so clueless and i thought you know i was gonna look like that forever you know yeah. what i mean you never think that like you're going to age or nobody's going to want you or you can't book a job. Like it just doesn't even dawn on you yeah. at that age. No, yeah, weird. I understand. But, yeah. I do. I have a lot of regret. I do, but I don't live there because that can become an art and I don't want to live in regret. So sure. yeah, I'm a lot of really stupid decisions. <laughs> yeah. 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 What, um, let's back up a little bit to you and Janie. Now, Janie was, he was a big drinker, right? I, I don't know his, drug use if he did any drugs or not but i he was it, into alcohol drugs, correct? yeah um he what he it was a problem that is why i left him mm-hmm. but his drinking wasn't even close to how bad it got mm-hmm. uh, i left him so <clears throat> that said you know it was an issue when we were married and it just got worse for him now were, were you doing the, these drugs and everything when you guys were married too oh yeah so, I was. So you guys are yeah. a dangerous combination? Pretty much, yeah. I would mm-hmm. say so. Yeah, I mean, I didn't do them on the daily. Like, I eventually, like, I got worse, too, obviously. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it was like, you know, it was weird. Like, I didn't really get to know him until many years later. And I didn't know him for who he really was. Like, there was so much I didn't know until later. Like, when we were married, we were just kind of playing house. 
It was really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, two young, famous people, and you know, trying to like pull it off. It was really hard in Hollywood, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so after you guys split, you were together what a couple years, a few years. We were together. Um, we were married for six, but we were only together for two and a half, almost maybe three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so when you split, then you soon after that got engaged to Tommy, right? Right. So I was still with Janie when I went to model in Miami and Tommy was there dating my roommate and he and I got along great, had so much fun. I didn't know that he was like falling for me or whatever he said. Mm-hmm. And um, when Janie and I split, like he was still trying to call me and I was like, I'm with my husband, like, you know, and, um, I had went to rehab from Miami and a lot of stuff transpired. And then I found out Janie cheated. So then I left for good. And Tommy was like waiting in the wings. It was kind of like the same thing like Janie did with Matthew. Tommy was like right there, you know? So you had him in line. Um, I guess, (laughs) I mean, I was, I was pulling him with a child and everything. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. yeah, this is uh, Tommy Lee we're talking about too for people that listening that aren't aware from Motley yeah. Crue. Yeah. Um, all right. So then, so then when you split with Janie and Tommy took advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, how long were you guys together before you got engaged? Um, six months. All right. Yeah. So, so there's a little pattern going <laughs> on there. A full year, like lived together. Like he moved me in prompt. Uh huh. I took everything over right away and that's just kind of how he does things. And, you know, thought I was in love and all this stuff. And, you know, but then again, the control, the controlling aspect of the whole situation wasn't cool. And I have a big mouth. I'm very argumentative. I am also a spy. I will find shit out. And, and, you know, but I mean, going into a relationship with, with, I don't yeah. know Tommy personally, I mean, what but going, expecting? yeah. What were you expecting when you're dating these yeah, rock well, stars? You think that you can change people and you can't, you know, that yeah. was me or I, he wouldn't do that to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just stupid. Just young, stupid antics that you don't know any better and you don't listen to anyone telling you better because you have to learn the hard way. Just, you know. Yeah. So then yeah. why did you guys split? Um, the physical abuse I was not down with my, Mm -hmm. I was raised in a household like that and was not about to subject my child to the same environment. And I was still very much in love with him, but for that reason, that's why I left. Yeah. Okay. And then after you guys broke up is when he got with Pam, like quickly, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, very quickly. Yeah. So that had to be devastating to you. Um, yeah, I would say that would be the beginning of my like big time downward spiral and mm. drugs. Yeah. Like got to 90 pounds and was 90 just, pounds. Oh, I couldn't go outside with the paparazzi being everywhere and like bringing that up or go to a party and somebody putting the sex tape on as a joke, which is whatever. Oh, it was like everywhere and I couldn't escape it. So yeah. I just did more drugs. Yeah. Right. Right. And that, yeah. okay. All right. Um, so then you got, you got through the drugs. Yeah. Um, and then what did you do after that? Um, you mean like, I I mean, I can still try to work. I still, 
pursued my life. Um, you know, there was a lot of like trust issues and stuff I had that I had to work through, but literally, you know, my, if like, if you're a red flag for anything, I was like down for it, obviously. Mm. Um, my picker is broken. I'm very codependent. Uh-huh. And so I refuse to date now because I don't trust that aspect of myself Sure. <clears throat> right now. So have you ever tried to date a non celebrity? Yeah. And it was worse. Really? It was worse. Yeah, because I thought that that would be great, and I intentionally tried to date someone that was, like, normal, and they felt inadequate, um, emasculated, kind of, like, treated me like shit because nobody ever had really kind of, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know how to keep a hot girl? Treat her like shit is what he told somebody, this person. It was work. It was bad. And so, um, yeah, it was like that, and I I just went, okay, forget it. I'm over it. Yeah. Huh. So what, what year was this? How, where are we at in the timeline? Oh, um, like I was with that guy for eight years, like the longest relationship I've ever had, stupidly, obviously. Um, but it's like, you know, the whole time that it's horrible, but you are questioning how this person can be treating you this way and why. Uh-huh. So you're always trying to prove yourself, which I was doing, but knew I was miserable. It was horrible. I, I like brought, brought out the worst in me. And that person, it was very bad. Um, but this was like at the beginning, it was probably 2014, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So, so this was around the time you wrote your first book. Yes. yes. Okay. Dirty and Rocker Boys is your first book. Of rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't read that book. I started reading your your latest book, Cherry on Top. I read the first one because it's um, it's like continued. Like the second book is a continuation of the first. Well, I like to do things backwards. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I okay. couldn't. I couldn't get uh, Dirty Rocker Boys in hardcover anymore, unless I pay, yeah, unless it, I really yeah. pay for don't, it. They don't do it in hardcover. I recommend doing the audiobooks because I I record them myself and I feel like it's more intimate because you know I do voices. You can hear the emotion. It's um, I really prefer. Yeah. You know that those versions, but um, yeah. Yeah, see, I, I like the hardcover books. I don't like the paperbacks. I, I won't get a paperback, but... Yeah, you know. I know. I don't like any of those, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I'll find it. I'll find it one of these days and get it at a decent yeah. price. It's it's going for quite a bit right now, you know. What's going for quite a bit? Your first book, hardcover. Yeah, it's... Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, it was like wow. $75. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, I wasn't going to pay 75 no offense, but that's a lot Are of money so- for a book. Like... Hmm. Yeah. Well, it was listed in the top 50 in Rolling Stones, the top 50 best rock memoirs. Did you ever think you would write a book? I always wanted to. Did you? Okay. So, like, I was promoting the first book before I'd ever written a page, honestly. Yeah. I just kind of was just putting it out there. Um, because I had been mentioned in so many rock books from guys, and it would, I would be like, yeah, that didn't really happen, or no, it wasn't like that, or or completely omitted. Like, So I just felt like there's no woman's perspective from that time, you know, that's honest. Yeah. And I just felt like it would be perfect for me to just set the record straight and be self-deprecating, you know, and honest. But, yeah, so a lot of people weren't happy about that. Yeah, I was going to ask, did you get a lot of backlash from that? Kind of. Yeah, like um, a lot of confrontations, you know, from people. 
obviously rock stars have an ego that is just can't be matched mm-hmm. anyway. And God forbid, you know, anything said about them, whether it's good or bad or just in general. So yeah, there was quite a few people that had some, um, unhappiness towards my revealing, you know, stories that were true. But like, I just, you know, replied with be thankful. I didn't tell the whole story or everything like be grateful. I mean, I wasn't trying to ruin lives or throw people under the bus. I was just trying to make it interesting and be honest and not, you know, ruin anyone's life. I mean, it was your book. You were telling your story. I was from my perspective. And they happen to be in it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What are you going to do? Right. What are you going to do? I mean, there's nothing you can do unless you exaggerate or elaborate even in any way, shape, or form that's not true. Uh-huh. Somebody can actually be pissed and sue you. But so, yeah, as long as you're telling the truth, they can't, there's nothing they can do. Yeah. So when you released that book and it was, it was pretty successful. I mean, were you surprised how successful it was? No, because I thought it was a great book. Um, uh-huh. And I still do. And, uh, I love that book, you know, mm-hmm. and, the, and the book company did right by me. The second book totally screwed me, totally screwed me. Horrible book company, total ripoffs. Um, On the, I won't even the first book or book. the second book. Yeah. Which, which one? Um, cherry on top. Oh, really? Yeah. What, yep. Why? What this, happened with that? This is, um, a company from this dickhead guy who owns this company and basically he would just agree to sign books that a either had really good selling first books or the person was famous and give them contractually everything that sounded like really cool and fair like oh i'm gonna you know actually make money on this book or whatever but really but give you a low um offering fee that you you know obviously and they give you no receipt so put it this way. I never got paid for anything. I got the initial like writing fee, which was $7,000. Simon Schuster paid me 50. Mm. You know, what I mean? And the guy had the audacity. I'm like, you know, the most sales for me on this new deal was audio sales. Cause I got zero on the first one, which is ridiculous. I didn't know better. Mm-hmm. So now the second one, I'm thinking I'm going to, you know, actually make this, you know, contract right for me. And the guy replied, like I messaged, I'm like, I still have not gotten one single dime from this book, nor did you release, you know, the soft cover, which was going to be another payment to me. Like they literally just did no advertising, no publicity, nothing to, uh, you know, they won't even show me a receipt. So the guy writes me back like eight pages saying, you should be lucky. I'm not suing you from oh, the, geez. like, what? Just ridiculous. Like this guy's just a con artist. And then I, did some research on him and other people who had deals and to no surprise at all, everyone's like, this guy's a con artist, blah, 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 all this shit. And that's exactly what he, what he did. Like he totally screws everyone over and you don't get paid and Mm. he doesn't show receipts. He refuses. (laughs) Did you go into this deal on your own or did you have an agent? I went into it on my own. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. I know. I know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so stupid. Yeah. But, you know, my friend just did a book with them. And, like, I thought, you know, they're yeah. it's coming, you know, trusted source. And she got screwed over. Everyone gets screwed over if they do a book with them. So yeah. I don't promote that book anymore. Um, and if I do, I tell people to buy it off of my 
website. So uh-huh. at least I'll get paid for it. Um, but yeah, they're really shady. So shady. What, what is your website? Where can people go to get it if they want to get it? Um, here, I'll let you know. It used to be, hold on, let's see. I just had to redo it because my stalker took over all my accounts, 40 plus accounts for the last eight months. And I just got back in uh, all of my accounts this past month. So yeah, I want you uh, to tell me about that. Oh God. It's so, I mean, it's so (laughs) triggering. I mean, there's a whole interview about it that I did recently step for, you know, step by step. Uh I mean, all that they could do was, you know, destroy the girl's weapon, which is something, but nobody here knows, um, how to wrap their heads around forensics or stalking crimes because it's not something that they're used to here. So, unfortunately, that's crazy. You know, it's just been bullshit, bullshit, bullshit yeah. all over, over and over again. Hold on now. Okay. I'm trying to log in and it's saying, hold on. So, yeah. And so the computer stuff freaks me out all the time. Like, if I can't get in. Yeah. Yeah, it's constant. It's like constant. So now I'm not able to log in. Anyway, it's Bobby Brown Shop. There it is. Okay, so it's Bobby Brown Shop My Shopify.com. That's a long one. Okay. I know. And I actually have um, one uh, that I did. I'll put that, that link in the show notes under this podcast so listeners can just click on that. Okay. I'll go find That'll- it. Trying to figure it out. I know I bought a domain for it, but then it's just been a lot with the computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so your stalker, that started when you went back to Louisiana, correct? Yeah. Okay. Like the first person I reached out to with a fake magazine, did an interview, and she like bought my name, my idea. Like she literally was me within three weeks. Like she would come over, you know how a friend goes, Hey, what's your Wi-Fi?" And you're like, Oh, it's like, you know, yeah. whatever. Like it, you know, you just don't automatically assume this person's a malignant narcissist who's going to try and kill you. Yeah. So she uh, had a plan from the start. Oh shit. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't, you know, for, I don't doubt for one second that I'm the last person currently previous, like this is her end game. Like this is what she does. Yeah. And most people just ghost her. I guess. And this is like, I thought I was it savvy. Uh, No, like this is the difference between being it savvy, you know, with someone who has good intent and someone who does not are two totally different stories. Mm -hmm. So with her evil intent, she was doing all kinds of shit. I would have never thought she was doing or capable of doing, but was like, I just found out she collected all of my unemployment. What? (laughs) yeah, as me, because I remember when my card came in and declined from California that I was like, why is this declining? I had to prove I was myself, but she didn't have to prove she was not <laughs> yeah, me. That, that's so yeah. fucked up. I, I don't understand how that happens. Yeah. So, so I had to go to court, get documents, go get my birth certificate, do all kinds of shit to prove myself because she was collecting the unemployment. But somehow she just got in and changed something. I got in like two weeks ago and found this out because I was like, whatever happened to that? You know, I went there and it's like, oh, yeah, $8,000 later. So then I'm trying to contact them to report fraud, which is and they're like, why do you think? Because I know because she did this to all my accounts. Um, This is it's just been a lot like she was 
heavily invested and probably still is. Yeah. And um, trying to like ruin my life. Like she wanted to be with me. Like she's gay. Yeah. And I was not having it. I was like, yeah, no, I don't care. Like, you know, and she took it. These people who are crazy like that, they take it as like, first of all, you're not supposed to aggress them, which I did. And this is how the gun happened. Showed up at 3 a.m. with a loaded 38. Like it was, it was, my stepdad was trying to like diagnose me. Like, are you bipolar? No, <laughs> this isn't real. This really happened, you know? Yeah. So, cause they don't, they're not IT savvy. They don't even, they just learned how to text, you know, yeah. my mom, stepdad. So he's like, are you writing a new book? Like, no, <laughs> this is real. Like I'm so freaking out and they just think I'm losing my shit. But I was like, this is, you know, when it comes to unraveling how many things that she did and I had no idea that she was even capable if she locked me out of my own computer as an admin what how do you how does how did she how does anyone do this like right literally yeah is she I mean, still out there oh yeah she's yeah. not in jail yes. or anything no no because it's about the proof right so you know, I back up my computer, get a hacker, do a police report, get a restraining order, blah, 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 do all that shit. And forensics just are like, yeah, we don't, you know, thanks for those files, but they don't know what they're doing. So, you know, then I have an attorney who wants five grand. I'm like, I'm not yeah. giving you five grand unless you can tell me that you can actually do something because yeah. it's about the proof. So, so they're expecting me to find the proof, you know, which, how, you know, what can I do? I can give you the logs. I can show you that somebody's accessed it. But how, how am I supposed to prove it's actually her, except for she's the only one who did this to 40 other accounts during that time frame? That's all I have. I can show you the police report. I can show you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's just oh, never going to go down the way I want it to. to and right. it's just uh, it's uh, triggering over and over. I'm over and over every single day when I try to log into something or – you know, open a magazine here and see that, you know, my face is promoting dildos. Um, you know, <laughs> that you know nothing about. Honestly, oh. like really like, oh, my, my promotion for some co-hosting thing since last November has been collecting ticket sales on Eventbrite and I didn't even know about it. Like so weird, just weird shit. Like, I don't know. She yeah. was, she was pretending to be me acting as my manager, um, you know, as me online and my social accounts, um, cleared out my, all my money everywhere, Ugh. every way that I made money. She cleared that out, all the bank accounts, um, what a opened businesses in my name, many businesses, um, that I've had to pay to get cease and desist on LLCs about that. I didn't even know were in existence. And then I get like a business card for something or I, it was just like so crazy. It and sounds it never like, it, it never ended. It sounds it's like an emotional and financial nightmare. Everything, just like personal um, violation, everything. You know, just just not what I anticipated. Yeah. You know, coming into when I came here uh, at all, and um, you yeah. know, like it's just been a it's been a very hard road to try and recover from. I'm like not still completely recovered. You know. Yeah. Well, one, one piece I'm always looking time, over my shoulder. Sure. I mean, you have to, especially, yeah. I mean, someone like you that has, you know, people know who you are, you know, they're going to yeah. go after you. It's just people bullshit like is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. bullshit. And I, it's hard to imagine that people like this exist, but they do. And 
Well, I heard that story, and when we first started communicating a few months back, remember I, I texted you and I said, "How do like, I know is this, this real Bobby? Yeah, yeah, how do I know this is the real Bobby Brown?" And you, yeah, you, I remember you sent me back. I was laughing when I read it back. You said something like, uh, uh, "This question goes both ways," or something like that. Yeah, it's like, true. I was like, "Honestly," because well. she would like send me, you know, messages from my mom's phone number, but really it was like a clickbait thing. Uh, just scary. Yeah. was in my phone, was in my computers, was in all of my devices, like everything. She yeah. was like on my shit. She would show up, get a restraining order for 300 yards away. She would show up somewhere knowing I would be there 400 yards. And I'd just be like, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's and scary. And then, then it got to the point where I was like, I'm going to fucking bum rush this bitch. And people were like, <laughs> well, she's, you know, she's got a weapon, so bad idea. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's probably not the best idea. Yeah, no, and everybody, apparently it's like no big deal just to get a gun and carry it around here. I don't know. Yeah. I never anticipated doing that. Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, all right. So you started getting in, getting into comedy mm-hmm. somewhere in this in this whole story, right? How long ago did you get into comedy? Um, Probably about two and a half years ago, maybe. Okay, so you were still out in L.A. at that time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what, why did you decide to do that? Cause my, my brother moved away and with my nephew who was two and a half and I would see him every single day. Like that was like the whole reason, you know, I had a purpose and you know, I would love my family and they decided that they were moving to Minnesota. Um, and I just knew I was going to lose my shit and go dark. And so I was like, I have to, I have to do something like throw myself into something that will distract me from like just going off the deep end because I was so sad. And um, I thought that doing comedy would do that. I learned later that it doesn't do that. Mm. It didn't really do that, but it did, you know, distract me. And like, you know, I, I've checked this off my bucket list and accomplished it and, you know, did it. And I liked it. I didn't love it. Like, you know, I've had interviews with many comedians and they were like, oh no, the moment I hit the stage the first time, I knew like it just clicked for me. This was like, I dropped everything and just pursued. I was like, yeah, didn't feel that way. For <laughs> didn't me. work that way for me. Um, yeah. You know, cause it didn't, yeah. It didn't, making other people laugh doesn't change, you know, your psyche. And honestly, most of the comedians are pretty morose on mm. it. Like backstage are all, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're like telling you like crazy shit and, and you're all, I don't think I'm that fucked up. To do that. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, do I need to be that fucked up to be funny or because uh, I found that that was consistent and I thought it was a little weird. So, um, yeah. you know, being funny and making people laugh are two different things. Sure. So, Learn that. But I did well. And, you know, I'm, I will do it again. It's just not like like I, I can't relate to it like they they say they do, you yeah. know, like, oh, my God, it was like, the, you know, it was, that was it for me. And I was like, yeah. So, you know. you, so you're still pursuing it though? Um, yes, I'm not, I haven't bit. given up on that. Like the pursuit of it hasn't been easy because there's nowhere to stand up, but will I accept comedy gigs in the, in the future? Absolutely. Is it, there's gotta be comedy clubs out there in Louisiana, no? I mean, How far honestly, are you from like New Orleans? <laughs> Baton Rouge is really like eh, scraping the barrel over here with like education wits work anything that i'm good at uh-huh. it's not they don't have it offered here uh-huh and really. are, are you willing to travel a little bit to 
go do some comedy yeah oh yeah please yeah okay yeah absolutely so do you have a um like being a comedian do you have a set uh like a set list like a musician would have do you have set jokes that you try and keep yeah 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 i have i've been doing writing comedy for so long um and that's what i'm good at and so i have so many sets that i've written and um it's the only thing is is getting it recorded. Like I have one set that was actually recorded, but like I did most of my stand up at the Laugh Factory at the Comedy Store, and they refuse absolutely refuse any recording. So, you know, recently somebody asked me to try. They were trying to get me a comedy booking, and they're like, "Send me a full set." So I sent them what I had, and she was like, "Have you ever worked with a comedy writer? Like, you need you know you need a new set." I go, "I have like thirty new sets. There's just been nowhere for me to stand up or be recorded." Yeah. That's the only one that's been recorded, and that's what you asked me for. So, yeah. you know, I sent that, but it's not a, a matter of uh, lack of um, material. I have tons. Yeah. Especially since moving here. It's like, that's not the problem. So if you're going based on that, then obviously this isn't going to work out. But, you yeah. know. And that's probably not something you can just record in your house with no, no. crowd. That I mean, <laughs> you could try, but, yeah, you know. That'd be difficult. Yeah, it's, you know, when people do their Netflix specials, like I've been in the the crowd for those things, and they have like a set list, and they'll record the takes that they want, and they have a paid audience, so everyone's like laughing and clapping, Uh and, you know, they can cut and be like, I'm going to do that one again, you guys, so like, you kind of, it's kind of like set up to... You know, you're not going to fail if you have a special. Like, obviously, it was pre-recorded and planned with that audience. So, um, yeah. So, having an audience that I was taped with that actually was laughing and weren't paid to is good. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's just been difficult. Like this whole year, everything's been crazy. I just got back into my accounts as me. Yeah. You know, and having to like deal with the guilt of coming here, bringing this drama in a way. I don't know. It's been a lot of me to deal with. And it's pretty lonely. I'm lonely and there's no work for me here. So, mm-hmm. you know, as, as much as I've tried, they're like, it would be insulting for us to, I'm like, no, it's not insulting. I'm, you know, cause my, I guess my bio is like more than any company could even compare to. And so it was always like that. And yeah. I didn't care. I was like, I just want to work. I just need a purpose here. Like, I need to do something that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody, they're behind the times here. Let's just say that. They're mm-hmm. just behind, and this isn't the place to be if you're trying to be in entertainment. So Sure. And is that something you want to stick in, is entertainment? Yeah. I mean, I've written great ideas for reality shows and comedy sketches and stand-up and trying to you know, get back into the reality show thing is being pitched right now. There's lots of stuff that I, I'm good at. It's just no one can, no one has it to offer here. So yeah. certainly I'll probably be moving or traveling again, you know, for work, but it's been pretty, you know, hard to be here, sure. especially when I couldn't access myself, you know? Yeah. It's gotta be tough. Now yeah. We, it's been crazy. It's is been your, crazy. is your daughter out there? Yeah, so okay. that's the best part, you know, was is the family part, and mm-hmm. I try not to be bitter about the others, the other parts, but it's hard, you know. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's, well, I have to. It's hard. I'm human. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, family is important, you know. Sometimes you don't realize that until 
later in life. Yeah. And that's, and then, you know, when COVID so, hit, I went, what's going to hold my hand in a hospital bed if I never get to see my family again, yeah. I would never forgive myself. So I just, you know, drove across country and just went like, I'm here, you know, I'm yeah. here and I'm, I don't care what anyone says. And had, that has been the best part. Yeah. You know, I just wish that it would have been more evened out maybe, or I don't know. I know that there's a reason that I came here. I'm just scared to figure out what it is <laughs> comparing it to what's happened so far. Yeah. Well, you know, just hang in there. I mean, I think yeah. with a lot of the stuff you're talking about, like with your, the reality series ideas, and I mean, a lot yeah. of that can be done you know, long distance. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Now that I'm accessing my stuff, it can be, but you know, I have agents, but agents, you know, call you for castings that are happening there. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, it's kind of difficult. I mean, I'm grateful that I did a national commercial like in February, right before COVID hit. And those checks I've literally lived off of. And I was so butthurt about like, not butthurt, but just annoyed with the process, like, cause I hadn't done a commercial in so many years. I signed with a new agent, booked a commercial within the first month. And it was like, Oh my God, now I know why I hated this yeah. because such long hours, hurry and wait. And like, it's like call time 4am downtown. And you're like, what the fuck? And you know, you're sitting there all day and they don't even get to your scene or even use you for that one scene. And you're all, oh, and you're in traffic for four hours on the way home. And they're already texting you like did you get the call time for tomorrow i'm like i'm still driving home you know <laughs> Wait, was I'm that still driving home like i no i haven't oh Wait. well your call time's at 2 a.m okay great because it's 10 p.m right now so Ugh. i probably won't it was just like i called the agent and went oh my god this is fucking stupid i know why i stopped doing this now but was then, that was that in california or louisiana huh was that out in california where you did the shoot or louisiana yeah okay. yeah it's um it's the e-trade commercial uh, or for a bowl of soup, you can see it on YouTube or whatever, but it's still airing. Thank God. And like, literally that, I mean, I'm should be grateful that for that commercial, but at the time I was like, Oh, but now <laughs> super grateful. You have an agent now, correct? I do, but they're all in California. Well, you know what? Here's what you need to do. You ready for this plan? Okay. Just came to me. You need to get your agent to call up Geico and get you in one of their commercials using the cherry pie thing. And Geico? Yeah, isn't that the that's the ones that did the rat round and round commercial, right? Oh yeah, yes, yes. That's yeah, a, that's a great idea, actually. Give give them a call tomorrow morning, okay? It, the call thing <laughs> is not as easy as you think. Like I've emailed people, and like you know, there was like I wanted to be on like Tyler Henry, so that he could like reach out to Janie. I thought that would be like a great show, and they never replied. Like there's a lot of you know, doing stuff on your own is uh, not re well received. Yeah. And that at all, unless you, you know, enter some reality show contest and it's like, you'll get paid a hundred dollars for the day. And you're like, no, but people in the world are like, I'm going to be on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're down for it. Hmm. Yeah. Do you uh, ever attend like uh, conferences? Like, like not conferences, but uh, conventions and stuff. I, I have like, in, I have, I've done like, conventions autograph conventions and stuff like that and i know that there's some around that you know people have reached out to me and said like oh would you do that i'm like yeah uh -huh. totally i mean at this point i fucking mostly do anything yeah yeah I, anything you know still within reason but yeah okay and more compromising 
now than I've ever been, I'll say. Yeah. So looking back on your career, I mean, you've done a lot of stuff. Is there anything that you really still want to do or wish you could have done? Yeah. Like I want to, I really want to be like on Dancing with the Stars. Have you tried? No. I mean, honestly, like, no. One of the, I tweeted about it like four years ago and like one of the um, people who are on that show were like, we hate that. Hate that? Why? Yeah, like um, whenever somebody tweets about being on it, we totally automatically just think that they're thirsty and d- we're not into it. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I deleted the, tw- the tweet. But I was like, that's so fucked up. It's so typical of Hollywood. It's like, God forbid you even remotely need the part. They can smell that shit from a mile away. And they're like, no. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, but such see, a See, that would be a perfect idea, too. Just like Mike Iko commercial idea. Right. Well, I mean, everyone's just like, yeah, it's not that great. And then they steal it. Yeah. <laughs> You're all, oh my God, somebody. Yeah. That's happened to me a couple of times already. Cause I'm too, I'm very trusting, which is also oh, the yeah. problem. Um, yeah. yes, you super gonna... trusting and, and yeah, I reveal too much. I don't hold my cards close to my chest. I'm like, I just trust people when I shouldn't and they will totally steal your ideas. Have you learned your lesson a little bit with that? Yeah, well, clearly, yeah. Now, okay. my stepdad's like, why do you keep doing this? I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, it's my fault. Like, I deserve it. But in a way, I always didn't listen to my intuitions. And, and now I totally will. Like, Good. Okay. Yeah. Like, something told me to be afraid of that girl, like, day two. And my mom was like, this isn't California. <laughs> she also talked me off the ledge. But, you know, I should have listened to my intuition because... You know, that's your God speaking to your soul or your voice or whatever that is. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's listen. usually going to be right. Yeah, it's any time I've ever gone back and thought about that, like intuition and second guessing it. I it, it was always right. Like it was always like, why didn't I listen to that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that, that is like a big thing that I'm working on. Like, don't second guess your intuition ever. Mm-hmm. So you think you would write a third book? Um, I think being here is probably written itself, mm-hmm. <laughs> if, I, if I'm being honest. But the whole um, book company thing kind of put me on a, eh, tr- it's all about trust mm-hmm. so far. I'm learning a lot about trust with people, myself, my generosity, all of it, whatever it is. Um, trust is an issue. And my daughter was like, it's so cute how like how naive you are about life and it's kind of true because i'm like i just didn't realize people were so evil that she's like that's really cute um yeah they are (laughs) and uh it's really cute that you at this age just now get that like i was like wow and it's true i really have been uh you know ignoring like i try to see the good in people or believe that not everybody's out to get you take you take your job throw you under the bus like and that's really naive of me to think yeah especially you know the career i've been in and the people i've met like i just refuse to believe that you know my my daughter's like it's really cute but yeah okay not that cute so (laughs) your daughter seems like a very cool person uh, from what i've read about her in your book and everything she talks me off she's the only one that gets exactly what i'm saying at all times and doesn't judge me Mm -hmm. which is a blessing because i really needed that since i've been here and um you know, my parents just don't 
you know, they can't, they don't get it. You know, they're just like, what? So yeah. it does seem like I just wrote a third book and I probably could, I maybe would self publish. I just don't know, you know, you probably, you probably could self publish these days. Easy. You know, and yeah. on your own site. I think that would be the route I would have to take and probably would take because then at least, you know, you get paid legitimately for yeah. anything, all of your efforts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think you should do that, Bobby. Okay. <laughs> Joe Something says so. I would think about, I mean, it would, would not be hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Do you, um, you still speak to Sharice Neil, correct? Okay. Yes, I do. Because you guys had a podcast together at one time. We did. And now my daughter has taken her place. Yeah. Um, it's a podcast and we renamed it. It's coming out tomorrow. But um, yes, I still do talk to her. And we're in, we're in the middle of pitching a new reality project. She's a part of it. So is Athena. Um, Gretchen Bonaducci, Sebastian Bach's wife, Suzanne, mm -hmm. and Conch Cochita. I can't even say her last name, but she's from like Brazil and she's famous. Her dad was like the dictator or some shit. I don't know, but she's, um, she's in it and we have a really good reality show idea that we're pitching right now. So fingers crossed that happens. Yeah. Best of luck with that. Yeah. I just keep saying it's happening. I just really wish it would happen yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, who do we need to blow to get this thing done? <laughs> no, like, you don't who, want to do like that. Like who? My daughter's all get serious. Like you'd be blowing anyone. I'm like, yeah, but. I still said it. Who do we need yeah. to blow to get this thing happening? Yeah. Like, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, hoping for the best. Well, good, good. So, your podcast with your daughter, uh, what, what's that about? Um, what do you guys just, do? She's, you know, it's just our openness. And usually it's me trying to gross her out to no avail. <laughs> and she's got my sense of humor so we just go back and forth i don't know i mean some people have lots of questions that's what most of the first show is about and some of the questions are like random like she's like my boy she's dated the same guy for like 10 years 11 years and she comes to the show we recorded it she's like yeah trent's dad said that y'all had sex and i was like wait what <laughs> she's like yeah so trent's dad says that you guys used to have sex when you like when you lived here before you moved to california i'm like are you fucking kidding me right now she's like no i'm like wow so we ask you know fans or whatever is there any questions they have and like we get some pretty random ones but then we just go on tangents and talk about my parents my mom you know just we just talk shit and hey. it's really funny is, is she's it, my daughter. Is yeah. it a weekly ep weekly episodes or how often? Do every it? other, like every other Friday. Yeah, the okay. first one comes out tomorrow. And fans can email you questions, or how do they get the questions to you? Yeah, they can email me. We usually post and um, promote on Facebook, and then we'll be like, "If you have any questions for okay. next week, just put, you know, put them here." And my daughter will like log the questions, um, and she'll come to me. I'm like, "Somebody asked that." She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "What? Okay." <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just she and I being goofy and telling stories and well, that's answering awesome. questions and just, you know, mother daughter, but so unseemingly because we're more like friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And you'll always have that recorded too, to look back on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. all right, Bobby. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah. Um, we'll have to do it again sometime. And okay. I will put your website link in the show notes so listeners can go visit your website. And uh, you have all kinds of merchandise on there. What's up over there? 
I do. I do. Okay. I have merch, 8x10s, books, all kinds of stuff on there. That's where people can buy them. And uh, yeah. And then people can follow me at Brown Bobby on Instagram and Bobby Jean Brown across all other social media platforms. And it is you now. It's really me. Yeah. <laughs> it is really me. Yes. All right, Bobby. The well, girl listen. has a dog like mine and blonde hair and blue contacts now, but still not me. That's fucking scary. It's so scary. Well, yeah. Best of luck with that situation also. Super weird. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Don't go anywhere, Bobby. Hang on the line for a minute. And uh, I- thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. That's all for this week. Join us next week for another episode of the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show podcast. Available on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.